what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Hey, what's going on, guys? Royal Cheese back again for episode 14. And uh, today, it's just going to be a Joker fest. Lots and lots of Joker. We got some starring Jokers, and we got some controversial stuff, because Lord knows the Joker is... Most controversial <laughs> movie of 2019 and probably 2018. He, and 20... he might be more controversial than Donald Trump, honestly, folks. <laughs> he might be. So, to start us off, this movie is two hours and two minutes. It's directed by Todd Phillips. Obviously, it's starred by Joaquin Phoenix. Robert De Niro plays in it. Zazie Beats. I mean, uh, obviously Todd Phillips. He's known for uh, great, great cinematic uh, masterpieces such as The Hangover, Starsky, Part Three, Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> I mean, um, so this is definitely off his comfort zone for sure because this is a, a very serious, dark take on uh, the Joker, and obviously it being radar, it's going to be even darker than potentially the Heath Ledger and other ones that have only gotten a PG-13 rating. Well, Caleb, if they would have made this PG-13, we would have had another Venom on our hands. Oh, gosh. Did you know they came out the same weekend? There's, like, this thing going on right now where people are now thinking the first weekend in October is this big movie release (laughs) day because, like, both Venom and um, Joker just, like, went crazy. Maybe it's just the release date for... uh villain movies <laughs> I, I guess i guess but um yeah this was definitely a interesting dark movie <laughs> i mean want to get into some controversy before we break into the movie sure, I sure mean, yeah Let's i do mean it. uh so joker obviously was um it played at the venice film festival and won its highest reward oh it's standing the, applause yeah right? for eight minutes eight minutes standing ovation Who's it won i mean that's a good point it won the the move it won the fi- the won the film fest over in Venice, so already this thing has a target paying on its well, back. You're hearing such good reviews because they're the only ones that's seen it. But then as soon as well, it's it released, definitely there's definitely controversial takes on it. But yeah, I think overall, not as big, yeah. yeah, overall it was pretty well received. But this is the thing: the thing is, is most of the controversy was out and about before the wide release. Now it also played at TIFF, um, but. Still, I mean, we're talking about maybe like what a thousand people in the whole world have seen oh, the yeah. movie at this point. So it's not like, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no not like, news person's gotten it. You well, know? yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, the news is reporting on this thing, saying it's basically going to incite violence and attacks on people. These incels are going to come out of their mom's basements and start shooting up people. Like they're just, and it, it was almost like they were cheering on, oh, hoping yeah. something would happen. Like, I mean, you got to put it in the perspective. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, you should be careful at theaters just for the fact to, like, know your surroundings and stuff like that. But why are you going to put thoughts in people's heads? It's not just thoughts. It was, like, it was article after article after article. And they, I mean, it, was it like, wasn't like you might get shot. It's like people are going to shoot up theaters. That's basically what it was put and out for. And I think they also tried to tie this in with the shootings in Aurora for The Dark Knight Rises. But actually, that's an oftentimes misquoted like, uh, shooting. Basically, uh, the guy who did the shooting, they all he's reported as dressing up as a Joker and doing it, but in all reality, he just had his hair dyed, and he wasn't he wasn't trying to be the Joker, and the only reason he went to the Dark Knight Rises and shot it up was because it was just the biggest release that weekend. Like if any other oh, movie, yeah. he would have done it to that. So there's this hysteria from that that bled over into this because it's another Joker movie, and just people were going insane. And you know what? I'm not going to lie, 
going to the theater opening night. I was did look around, did did do a quick little look around, but honestly, our movie theater had police officers there, had oh, yeah. had uh, private security, and the ushers were there two was, like, guys, two ushers just staying out of our showing alone. And there was no one walking in with you know like big jackets. Well, I'm sure long objects. <laughs> <set up. laughs> but uh, so I mean, but overall pretty good experience going to the movies and seeing this i mean nothing obviously happened nothing happened anywhere to tell you the truth so it's yeah obviously I mean, over which is a good thing but the media definitely over blew this and they said this had too much violence and it was too gory and inside violence like i said before but all in all i mean you're paying to go watch this movie like granted like i mean no one forces you to do anything. Yeah, and I w- I'm just going to say before breaking it down more, there's definitely not... The violence in this movie, whereas there is... It is brutal. This is, was not worse than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just from a violence standpoint. Once Upon a Time in oh, Hollywood yeah. was more violent than this movie. I agree. But it was definitely more No, it's a different psychotic. tone. No, it's a different tone for sure. But what I'm saying is, like, the violence itself is not anything worse that you haven't seen... Oh, another yeah. radar movie. I mean, let's be real. I mean, to start off, I mean, just getting more into the film. Yeah, it was definitely s- slower in the beginning and midway through. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Slow doesn't mean bad. It just means there wasn't a lot of there's a ton of and yeah there's intense a, stuff. Going well, on. basically, it's Arthur Fleck is this man. He lives with his mom and takes care of her. He's like he's a, a clown. He's That's a clown for hire, basically. Yeah. And um, but he works in like through a business it's like a temp agency for yes. clowns and he this he's suffering obviously with a lot of mental illness depression and stuff and um he just can't seem to get the help he needs and stuff and it's just this big story about how it's his slow descent into madness basically and uh arthur fleck is he the thing is he's not even an incel that's the thing that didn't really make sense about this whole thing about promoting like incel violence. He's not incel. And I will say, the media, right when I watched the movie, the media did alter my thoughts for a minute. I First time watching, I thought, this movie, I can see maybe why it would be problematic. But after about an hour or two thinking about that, I was like, this movie is not any more pro- problematic than any movie. Because it doesn't, it doesn't give anyone a cause to do anything. If you're going to see this movie and you're going to go want to shoot up something or do something bad, this movie, if it triggers you, you are already too far gone. I mean, for example, PewDiePie was blamed for the shootings over... Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, they can... They'll literally... Crazy people will look to anything and they'll get their own meanings from anything. So, it's not like this movie is going to incite yeah, violence, for sure. whereas other movies won't. And that's that's just basically the conclusion I came to. Um, but before we do that, can you imagine if this was released, what, two years ago when all the clown stuff was going on? Can you imagine yeah. how crazy that would be? Because it was released, and I, I have a theory that that's why it, part of the reason why it was so big. So successful, yeah. Is because that was literally right after, like, yeah. right after. yeah. Perfect timing, but can you imagine if Joker was? Yeah, that, that would, would be I even would, more exactly. insane. But um, Kilbari kind of give you a synopsis of what it's about. But let's let's start from the beginning and let's hit on this temp agency. For one, has anyone ever heard of a temp agency for clowns? Like, this, no, yeah, it doesn't really make that much sense. <laughs> like, they're not getting paid that much, and he's just doing like side jobs in the street, 
Yeah, I mean, anything that needs a clown, it's just like a day a day's worth of work. I mean, that's basically all he's doing. I mean, he's barely scraping by, like I said. And the, obviously, the um, the Wayne family is, uh, what's his name, Tim? Tim Wayne? What's, I think so. What's the father's I, name? I, I can't think of offhand. Um, let me find it. But Bruce Wayne's father. Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne is designed to run for Mary. Played a, by Brent Cullen. And, uh, yeah, he's basically this douchebag, super rich, doesn't care about the poor people kind of guy. Like, the rich... Basically, this movie has two different classes. It's very classless movie. You have the rich who don't care about anything except for their own money. They stay within their own circles. Yeah. And then you got all the disgruntled people which hate the rich and want to kill the rich. Well... All in all, the rich are kind of bullies. And oh, that's true. The perspective it gives. But this is the thing: it, the poor don't make themselves sympathetic either. So, like, I, they're willing to start riots and kill people and eat the rich. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk about that for a second. How kind of honestly, Joaquin Phoenix is almost the protagonist in this story. Well, yeah, he's he's the symbol. I mean, I don't want to get into too much spoiler, but I don't think it is. He's the symbol behind. It's shown in behind the people show behind this uprising. Like everyone looks to him as a way to as a leader to revolt against the upper class. And he doesn't even want to be a leader. He makes that abundantly clear. He's in it yeah. because he's just pissed at people. Well that's my point. It's so weird because there's no real good guy, but then again, the Joker he's not a good guy, but he's the guy you're they try, rooting for. He's an anti hero. They try to make you sympathetic towards him. Like in Taxi Driver, they try to make you sympathetic oh, towards yeah. Robert De Niro. But he's not a good guy. He's not a guy you want to look to and be sympathetic. And I think they do a good job of explaining, like, yeah, you might feel bad for him that society's basically turned their back on him, but you don't feel bad enough where you you feel he's justified to do any of the actions he does through the movie. And honestly, I think this hits uh, getting more a little bit deeper, I think this hits really well on what we kind of were first talking about and like, right, like all these riots that are happening nowadays where people are just looking for a symbol or something that they can just branch out at. Yeah, they're and not. They're, that's kind of what Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is. And by him doing that, he's like, everyone's like, oh, now we can get behind this guy with a mask, which technically, I mean. The reason it's they just do a is way to do it. A little bit of a spoiler, not much. He shoots three guys who work for Thomas Wayne, who are basically Wall Street young guys who make a lot of money. So they're seen as like these evil, rich, bad people. He shoots them because they're bullying him, not because he has any problem with their being rich or anything. And that's basically what ignites these these basically riots against the rich. And I mean Let's get let's get into uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No, well, actually, well no, you want to do like his small characters, like his mom, stuff like that. Like, because she just, doesn't have much of a breakdown, you know. Well, I mean, I go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so the mom played by Penny Fleck, which is played by Frances Conroy. She, I don't know if there's something wrong with her, but she doesn't really get out much. She's kind of older. She's kind of just yeah. And Arthur, she, Arthur Fleck she, has to take care of her. She worked with. The Waynes for 25 or so years, I think it was mentioned. Or just said 25 years ago. I don't know yeah, why they ever like say that. how long. She worked, though, for him for yeah, a while. she was a maid or something along and those she, lines. Or secretary, I don't remember exactly. The whole movie, she's just writing letters. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but she is just writing letters yeah. to him, just trying to get him to... Um, Help him out. But I believe... Joaquin Phoenix kind of has this... He came from... 
Okay, this I'm not getting really into him, but he came from obviously a really sketchy background, a insane asylum or something like that, and he doesn't want any help. He feels like he needs to provide for her, so basically he never. I get the feeling that he never sends any of the letters out. No, I I mean he might. I think he does, but I think he just understands that nothing is going to come of it, and he just doesn't want his mom to worry. He wants his, his mom to feel safe. Like he tries in some respect to be a good guy and you know he um basically with him is he just is just a struggling dude and it's like I said a slow descent into madness I mean with everything that happens to him I mean um this movie was super well shot I like the cinematography in this with the color color palette that was yes, used through it yes and um, the score was also really good for setting the tone of the whole movie oh for sure I mean with a movie this dark I mean I haven't seen Really, I think a good comparison, and like, not necessarily plot wise, but um, darkness level is like Fight Club. Like that's what reminded me. Like Fight sure. Club is there's this dark movie that never lightens up. Like it just stays dark the whole movie. I mean, if anything, it's darker as it goes on. Even the colors and lighting tone of like, let's say he's at the comedy club and the lights are on him. Yeah, they're it's all still darker lights. Dark. Like it's not like super bright. Yeah, and I mean, also I. He does. He, Todd Phillip, obviously, he pays homage to um, Martin Scorsese in both King of Comedy and in Taxi Driver. Yeah, in a sure. lot of scenes, and a lot of scenes almost feel. I don't want to say stolen because that's a bad way of saying it, but homages, but really yeah, close it's, homages. It's and like, I don't think Todd Phillips tries to hide it either. He's like, I'm doing this to be an homage yeah. to Taxi Driver, and I think which that's is fine. Part of the reason because Robert De Niro's in it. Yeah, well, yeah, I think Robert Niro took the part because he saw that this was an homage. I think that's what Todd Phillips sold Robert Robert Niro to be in it. Yeah. Because Robert Niro plays the talk show host, like in King of Comedy. He plays this big old talk show host, like um, a Carson, and basically Arthur Fleck gets to go on there. Yeah, I will say there's a couple crazy plot twists in this movie, and there's a couple crazy theories that go along with this movie that we might get into a couple. Yeah, we, we might get into I mean, um, is there anything about this movie, though, that you disliked? Oh. Because I figure I we'll mean, get into Joaquin pretty much last. That way we can compare him to other Jokers. So that felt like if we do him last, it would be best. So I mean, I, yeah, I definitely... Uh, honestly, I really liked it in comparison... I know you at first didn't weren't the biggest fan of it. I mean, you were a big fan of it. You just had a hard time giving it a rating. That's I, what I, I had said. Well, yeah, I had a really hard time giving this movie a rating because like I didn't know how you felt about it. Like I still am not super sold on my rating of it because in a lot of regards I liked it, but then again I was like, this movie just so, I don't I don't really care for movies this dark. Like, I don't find them enjoyable. Like, I do like, like, I love Fight Club in the sense of, like, it's a really good movie, pretty cool, but I'm not, like, one to say, oh my gosh, I gotta pop in Fight Club real quick to watch. Like, it's just yeah, so I, dark like I, that. Like, I, I mean, don't know. This definitely isn't the blockbuster sit at home, watch it with the family movie. It's not like I'm there. Like, I, I can get enjoyment out of scary movies, but this is definitely not. I mean, it's enjoyable in the sense, like, the acting was yeah. out of the park on this. Yeah. But besides that, it's not like let's sit down and watch the Taxi Driver, Joker, and Fight Club. Like that's not what I sit down to watch. Yeah, it just just for me, it was it was good. And the thing I do like about this movie for sure is that just kind of in the same sense, Logan, 
you know, it went for the more darker, grittier, obviously a radar superhero movie. Yeah. And I I hate some people I feel like are really annoying about this cuz people all they do is complain about superhero movies. And I actually legitimately enjoy a lot of the superhero movies. I'm not a big hater of them. I mean, I'm starting to get bored of them, and I don't think they're cinematic masterpieces by any means, but I enjoy them. I mean, and obviously Martin Scorsese doesn't, but <laughs> but I enjoy them. And uh, so everyone complains that there's there's nothing to them. They're empty. They're weightless. They're just a feel good movie, which is fine. But then when they bring something across like the joke, like Joker, and they still hate on it. Oh, for sure. For being a superhero movie, I'm like, okay, if you want them to do things differently, then you gotta encourage them to do this. Yeah, like I mean, he definitely hits this way differently like i can't really think of any superhero movie that's like this i mean i guess I venom see, really was going to be kind of like this but then they i think the close PG. i think the closest one even though it's not a good comparison everyone's gonna hate on it is logan i think that's the best it's a different though no type. no it's totally different what, what i'm saying is it's like a more adult take sure on superheroes i guess so um i'd also like to i mean because we're kind of on this talk about why it kind of got a bad meta score and i think the reason why or at least what i've been reading most of the comments like the low ones because everyone knows and if you don't you got to trust us because we've taken a film class exactly we take a film class but um you got to read the bad ones that's what you always read for the movie the good ones are just going to be always complimenting it you want to know whether the critiques are good critiques yeah or usually bad critiques. ign gives it 100 no matter if yeah. it has a superhero in it like yeah. i don't even know <laughs> but anyways the bad ones are just like this is inciting violence and stuff like that and i'm like how can you rate a movie because it incites violence like you're not that's a terrible way to rate I agree. It. I, just, I think you got to look at it objectively. Like, objectively, it's a well-shot movie, pretty well-executed. Plus, now, I'm not going to say this is a perfect movie. Good I mean, acting. D- yeah, great acting by Joaquin Phoenix. But I'm saying this is, you You got to look at it objectively. If anyone, let's say, if they give it like a 7 out of 10, I'm fine with Even like a 6 out of 10. But if you're giving it a 4 out of 10, I kind of, I mean, I understand... I understand movies are subjective, and you some sometimes oh, yeah. you hate movies that everyone loves and stuff like that. I get that, but I feel like there's just a lot of hate around it for no reason. I I agree. I think if you can sit here and actually critique things that are wrong with the film, yeah, exactly. Like I'm fine with that. I'll be like, okay, I can I can see that. I mean, you're wrong, but I can see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but if you can't, which is what I feel like a lot of them did, and I think the reason a lot of them did is just to get the hate off from the news and stuff like that. Yeah, the only thing about it, the only nitpick I guess I have is I didn't really care for the soundtrack. Not not all, some of them worked, but some of them were just so abrupt, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, especially I, like one or two, especially. But I, I, I think, I mean, that's my pretty much only nitpick about this movie. Yeah, I don't know if it had the most stellar soundtrack either. I mean, I if I guess another nitpick is this movie didn't take its audience super seriously like anytime they're gonna show symbolism or something of some sort they literally hit you over the head with it like they did joker with everything must go like so i mean they weren't subtle about it because i think what you're still trying to do is pander to the superhero crowd and stuff like that and make this movie super digestible by anyone Uh, yeah i will say okay uh i know caleb hates trailers just in general yeah but i will say this trailer did the movie justice and by me saying that that's what i'm what i actually agree I what agree i'm trying to say is they didn't give anything away 
They didn't give away any important scenes, but they still made it good enough where it kind of drew you in. I think, I truly believe this, I think the director should have a say in what's in the trailer. I mean, that only would make sense, but oftentimes they have no say in what happens in the trailer. But, I mean, this this movie, I mean, a lot of people said this didn't have themes, but I, th- I think it did. I mean, I think it shows, like, everyone's bad. Like, I this this my own personal belief. I believe man is bad. And, uh, you know, Adam Carolla, he has a really good saying about mankind. And he says mankind is just weak. And because they're weak, they make bad decisions. And I yeah. that's kind of what I stand by. I mean, I believe, like... This movie, no one's good in this movie. It's, you can't point to like one person who's legitimately always a good person or a, a hero or just a light figure to look at. I mean, everyone is crummy and bad and evil. The rich are evil because they don't care about the poor. The poor are evil because they want to kill the rich. Like, so there's, there's this movie's not necessarily making a political stance because no, everyone's not. bad. Everyone's bad. Everyone's evil. I mean. It really just, is no one good. Like when that's we what I'm say saying. that, we mean that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's just it's trying to say like society creates this evil. We live in society, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, the the only thing you can kind of maybe pull out of this is how we failed, like the mentally handicapped and stuff like that. But I mean, those aren't really strong. Yeah, messages throughout it. Now, uh, getting a little bit into Joaquin Phoenix, um, I. He he definitely blows this out of the park. Yeah, he he's already a really good actor. Like, he I would definitely some, if you like him in this, definitely watch him in The Master. I mean, if you haven't seen him, let's just that. say some that he's been in. He like you said, The Master. He also plays the main villain in Gladiator. He's the main character in Her, which actually I don't know why, but he does not look anything like yeah. the guy in Her. Uh, he plays Walk the Line. He's in Sister Brothers. He he's a phenomenal actor, and he really does this well. You I mean, never really hear he like l- cuts a lot of weight in this, so he's basically skin and bones, and you can tell. And just the way he moves his body, like there's some like really creepy dancing scenes with him, and just the way he moves himself That's... is creepy. And one of the things about this Joker is his laugh in this movie is uh, like a disease he has whenever he gets like uncomfortable or something, or like yeah. nerves get high. He has a card that he hands out to people like this is yeah. a medical condition. I'm not like laughing at you, which was actually a pretty cool thing. I mean, it's he a sits good there perspective, like and different. Wa- yeah, and Joaquin Phoenix is Joker laugh is excellent. I do think they, they it's creepy. I think they overplayed sure. it like one or two times, but overall, I thought it was really effective because it was pretty scary. I mean, and he just, I mean, he's so good in this. The only thing is this Arthur Fleck one. I don't see how he could be in a Batman movie. This is supposed to be a standalone movie, and I can see why. And I think it's good. I think it's good, too. I 100% agree. We both agree you start adding movies to any good movie, especially if Todd Phillips is going to do this. We've oh, all no. seen The Hangover, too. <laughs> we don't I, want it I have, Joker, I have too. no faith in the DCU. Like, zero. Except for this movie was good. No, no, no. But this is not part of the DCU. Yeah, That's my whole right. point. I'm saying Marvel did something that I don't think anyone should try to replicate. Or will be able to replicate well, easily. You can replicate it if you're going to spend that time that they spent and do it over a decade. Oh, but two no decades. One's, no one's going to do that. No one. Uh, yeah, on I, the face I agree. Going to do that. I agree. It's like I the mean, get rich scheme. You know, yeah, get rich quick. I mean, yeah. This the thing is. I mean, is, the exceptions like our podcasts. Exactly. And stuff this like is that, instant but. classic. 
We took a film <laughs> class. Um, so, uh, but Joaquin Phoenix, like I said, he's truly creepy and terrifying, and he just the way he portrays himself is really off-putting, haunting. So, would you say he's a uh, act? Uh, what's that? What's it method called? actor? Method actor. I don't um, know. I'm like fifty-fifty because he's he's kind of he's not fat, but he definitely has. He cuts a weight, dad but I don't I don't know if he's necessarily a method actor because I think a method actor is he has to be a little more extreme. I don't know. I'm not gonna say because I don't know, but he definitely cuts weight and he does a lot of things, and he's pretty convincing and creepy. Yeah, for sure. And but um, and I think that uh, I mean just shout out to like Todd uh, Phillips and whoever else suggested this, a Warner Brothers studio. Yeah, I mean. I really think this is kind of a cool road we're kind of going down in the sense of doing villain films. I don't. The thing is, I don't even care if they do villain films. I I would be way more happy if they get rid of the whole DCU. No more Wonder Woman. No more Cyborg, Flash, or anything oh, like I that. Agree. And just make standalone movies. Just make a good standalone movie like this. Like this is a good springboard for them to see. Hey, we don't have to make a universe. We can just make a solid movie. And they'll get people to go come watch. Well, here's the thing. They don't even have to do a standalone film. They can have a plan for, like, three movies, like The Dark Knight. But the problem is they're trying to make a universe, like you're saying, which is a terrible idea because it's like it's like they're writing up the plans as they go. Who do they think they are? They're not the Joker. Yeah. They don't write up the plans the, as they go. The thing is, though, like I said, I don't think this Joker fits into a real world with a Batman. And I never want him to. Because this Joker, unlike other Jokers, I'm not going to get too comparison just yet but he's just this one is just like depressed doesn't want to be a leader of any sorts he doesn't really think things through he's not super smart no and he's he's just not very cunning like he's just he's not really a leader he's just kind of crazy like i mean that's that's literally it and uh so i I think and he's not he's obviously not good at fighting or anything so (laughs) if batman was in this universe He's going to kick his butt in, like, two seconds. Like, it's not even a question. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So, you got anything else specifically about the Joker? I mean, he he really did, like, blow... I think he should be nominated for Best Actor. He'll, he'll be snubbed. I do think he should be nominated. I don't think he'll be nominated, but even if he is, there's no way he wins for multiple reasons. Oh, yeah. I'm not even saying he should win, because, I obviously, the year's not over yet, but... He definitely should be nominated. Like I'm just saying, I, think, I don't think I think there's like a two percent chance he I think wins. He has no matter what. Would you agree that he has the best acting so far this year? Yeah, he's the best actor I've seen this year. But what I'm saying is, he's not or actress in. or actress. I'm sorry. We, no, actor, no, they're two different awards. <laughs> but he still blows it out of the park. Yeah, he does very well. And but he won't win because Heath Ledger already won as the Joker. It's a controversial film. I just don't see any way. He might get nominated, which I think is still pretty good, but I, d- I don't see him winning. I don't see there's any way that he wins. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I guess you could really have anything else. Well, uh, without spoiling What's your, it, what's your uh, rating on it? I actually gave it a 9 out of 10 when I walked out of the theater. Yeah, I I gave it I gave it a 9 out of 10 also. I, that's what I put on it. But um, And that took you a, a little bit of time. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um, it might be an eight, but and I I think it's a really well. It made me think about it. Like it's a movie that when you leave, it doesn't leave your mind, and you think about it for days on end. So I mean, it did something right. I yeah. Mean, so so I mean, I guess kind of moving on. What we're kind of gonna do, which is, I think you guys will like. It's we're gonna do kind of like the 
different portrayals of the Joker. And now in we're, film, we're not going to do all animation because there's a ton of animation. But I think we picked out two very interesting animation films that we're going to do. It. We're going to do one on the Batman Beyond, the Return of Joker, and Batman the Killing Joke. And once again, we're not doing it over these movies. We're just doing it over the Joker. Yeah, we thought because um, obviously he's been betrayed about five times now in film in different versions. And we just want to kind of do a ranking system of uh, which one we think is best and uh, which one we think is worst. Do you, do you want to start like as early as possible? So 66? Yeah, we might as well. Uh, Cesar Romero's portrayal of uh, the Joker obviously happened in the television in the 60s. And during this time, even in the comics, he was a very... The clown prince of crime. I mean, he's a jokester. He doesn't want to kill anyone. He's just there to kind of play pranks to be funny and stuff. It's a real lighthearted version of Joker. Yeah. And he's not really this criminal mastermind in the sense of, like, we've seen him today in almost any other yeah. portrayal of him. He's just a real lighthearted dude. I mean, I mean, if you like that, that's fine. But honestly, I... It just doesn't really work for me as the Joker. Though all in all, we can I think we both can agree everyone should watch this movie. It's pretty funny. In the sense like it's probably as cartoon so the one in eighty was it eighty eight? Batman in eighty eight? I think it's eighty nine, Batman with uh, uh yeah, eighty nine. They definitely go for like as close to the comics as you can, but you really can't get any closer to the comics than the Batman the movie. And now, obviously, there's different well, portrayals yeah, of the Joker. I was say, there's different ages. I mean, of like Batman. They himself. literally have words coming on the screen, like in the old comics. Like I'm talking old, old comics of like pow, bang, yeah. like kind of like the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, it's it's just a real like kind of funny interpretation. And we, of him. I think the only other thing we got hit on in that movie is the bat repel- or the shark repellent. Yes, it's honestly I don't know why the Dark Knight doesn't carry it. it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It's the one tool he should always have on him. Um, yeah. So there's Caesar Romero, which is just the jokey kind of fun, fun loving. This he steals the crown jewels, like stuff like that. And then you got after that we got um. 80, 89. 89 with Jack Nicholson. Which actually, at the time, I believe, wasn't it, he was known as the best Joker, and they're like, how can anyone beat this? I mean, yeah, people were really upset with the picking of Heath Ledger because they're like, Jack Nicholson. Which, in all due respect, Jack Nicholson is one of the best actors of all time. And his portrayal, I still think, is pretty solid. Now, the thing is, it's a Tim Burton Batman. And in this one, it's it's dark. It's definitely way darker than the 1960s. But, but still, so, it still has, like, that comic book tone to it. I mean, it. they try keeping it all similar. Like, the Batmobile looks pretty spot on. Um, the Joker, kind of how he acts, yeah, like the is joke- pretty spot on. How he looks is pretty spot on. They really don't stray, I guess you could say, too far from it. And how the city looks. Very misty. Um, I do I do think in the, that one, I do think their portrayal of Gotham is better than Christopher Nolan's. Christopher oh, Nolan's sure. portrayal of Gotham is it's literally <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, it's literally just Chicago. <laughs> but this one, they actually go for this Gotham feel to it. But um, the thing the thing about that movie is it still has Jack Nicholson's portrayal. He's still kind of jokey. He still says some jokes. He does some just zany kind of things. But when it com- comes down to it, He's basically a serial killer. And he has no, and like, he does play the Joker role in the sense of he has no purpose. Like, he breaks into a museum and just starts painting on, like, artifacts. Timeless artifacts, yeah. yeah. And, and 
Like, no one who would ever do that. Like, it doesn't make any sense to do that crime, but he's just... Yeah, I mean, the Joker. He, yeah, his origin, I mean, he comes from, he's just kind of like a mid-level uh, crime boss, and he falls into a vat of acid, basically scars up his face and stuff, and he goes a little crazy. Now, like I said, this one, though, it seems fun, but also this one, he has his, like, girlfriend, and he basically yeah, not only kinda... leads her to kill herself, but makes her, like, disforms, disfigures her face to look like him, and so, like... It's definitely a darker portrayal of him, and I will say Jack Nicholson's Joker laugh is pretty spot on. It's yeah. pretty good. It's and pretty it, good. I mean, he definitely holds up. Like, I'm not gonna say everything in the movie holds up, but Jack Nicholson's Joker holds up. And I would even say, I think you could even go Michael Keaton's Batman holds up pretty well. And yeah, it's it's just a def- different feel, but I think it's still pretty good. I think both of them do a good job. But um, like I said, Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholson, so I mean, it, it's it's very he's good. a good like, actor. I would. I mean, his his Joker. We'll rate him at the end. Is easily fun, yeah. is easily top three. I mean. Okay, now you're giving away your. Ratings. I mean, it's somewhere in the top. The it's podcast, somewhere in the top right? seven. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I think the next one would be the Dark Knight. Yeah, no, 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 no. Miss Batman it, Beyond. You could do, or do you want to do animation? I think I think you end? do. I think you do animation because Killing Joke is basically there's the animated TV show in the '90s, the Batman. TV show which I grew up on. I still think like you have the bat, the Mask of Phantasm. You got movies like that, and that's actually voiced by Mark Hamill, which is very influential because a lot of kids he's ever done. Yeah, I agree. A lot of kids grew up on this, just like me, and that's kind yeah. of the voice they hear in their head when they hear Joker. And obviously in the cartoons, and it's a good Joker. Oh, voice. it's a great Joker, and he's this crazy guy. He's still kind of funny, but he's he's actually like insane and dark, and he's really smart and schemy. That's not even a word, but I'll go with so it. Do you but, want- but what I'm saying is, what they do is a few years back they did the Killing Joke. No, you want to do, you want to do Batman Beyond the, that came no, out or, no, that no. came out earlier than it came out earlier, but the animated TV show came out first. And I, I this is what I'm gonna say: the Killing Joke came out just a few years ago, yeah, but 16. still voiced by all the original voice actors, Mark oh, yeah. Hamill and stuff. Yeah. So I believe the Killing Joke is the same portrayal of Joker, but yeah, obviously it's, it's rated R. It's dark. It's so it's dark a lot darker. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot darker, but it's the same kind of it's the same feel to him. But he's like happy go lucky, and then he basically cripples and um, rapes um, what's it Barbara. Barbara Gordon, which actually happens in a version of the comics. Yeah, the but, Killing Joke comic. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's super. He's super dark in it. But I think that Patrol, it's Mark Hamill again, is creepy. And it's also just one I resonate with a lot. See, but I think we'll get into... I think the Killing Joke Joker is the same Joker as the Dark Knight Joker. He ah, no. And I'll tell you why. I disagree. I will tell you why. But I so I guess we'll just do the Dark I think Knight after this. And the reason I'm saying that is because, yeah, the Killing Joke Joker, he takes for sure it to the farthest extreme like it is in the comics and in the movie. And yeah. honestly, this is probably one of my favorite cartoon movies. Yeah. Anime. But um, he takes it to the next level, like Kilp said in that, and then he strips uh, Gordon naked and brings him around, right, and just tortures him, basically. Yeah. But his whole purpose is he's trying to corrupt uh, Commissioner Gordon and make him crazy, just like him, and break the law. Well, I mean... That's he, his whole purpose. That's Well, that's... I truly believe in most comics and everything, the whole point... 
the Joker and Batman have like a psychosexual relationship, basically, where yes. the Joker's <laughs> only goal is to mess with Batman. That's the only reason he lives yeah. is to mess with the good people. Like he's not in it for money, he's not in it for fame. And I think that's like the overall portrayal of Joker that's like most consistent. He's in it only to mess with Batman. Like that's the only reason he's living but and the only point reason is, he's there. Is his main purpose in the Killing Joke and I think the Dark Knight obviously mess with Batman, yeah. That's definitely part of it. But I think his other main purpose is he's just trying to corrupt people to show them they're just like him. Yeah. And that gets into... That we live in a society. Yeah. <laughs> that gets into... Also, The Killing Joke has a backstory on Batman, which there's not many betrayals of his backstory. Like, I mean, they do it in Batman. Are you talking about Joker or are you talking about Joker, Batman? Joker. Okay. They do it in Batman uh, in 89. They kind of do it in the new Joker, but it's not really... I yeah, mean, it's an origin yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. I guess it would be. But... In this, he's in the Red Hood, and he's actually a good guy. Like, he's a comedian. He, yeah. he thinks his whole goal is just to make people laugh. He has a wife yeah. and kids. But he picks up on this job because he's like, I need to provide for my wife and kids because this comedy thing isn't making anything, right? So he picks up on this crime thing, and he gets the hood. And then he gets, the night before, he gets a call. And it's like... Your your wife had a this crazy accident. Like one in one million chances it would happen. She's dead with the baby. Then he kind of loses it. He goes in right. He's not a bad guy still. I mean he's just helping these guys out. Okay, so he is a criminal. Yeah. But he's not like a bad guy at heart. Yeah. And then basically in confusion, Batman thinks he's the same Red Hood that's been doing this for years. But really the Red Hood's just these random guys. Yeah. To take the fall. And he accidentally gets knocked into the acid, same like in 89, but a little different. And yeah. that's how he becomes the Joker. Yeah, I mean, and then you got, I so that's basically the animated one. But I, this one is not very, it's not quoted on very much because it's very close to the anim, other animated one. But I just love talking about this movie. Uh, in Batman Beyond, The Return of Joker. It has a cool, though, plot. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. I was never the biggest fan of the animated series Batman Beyond, but it was okay. Um, it's basically in the near future, probably like 40 years. Uh, Batman's old, so he has, he has to have a predecessor, and that's where you get this new Batman Beyond. But anyways, in this movie, Joker returns, basically, and they thought they killed him. And it goes to this whole backstory. It turns out that one iteration of Robin was kidnapped by the Joker and basically turned crazy into the Joker. Well, the Joker infected him and basically put his... Almost put his mind in him. It's... Uh, what would be a movie that would be in comparison? Like... I have no movie. Uh, I think... I feel like there's a movie. Um, I'll think of it. Yeah, but it's pretty crazy. Like, it's definitely something you've it's never seen It's a cool origin before. story of Joker. But, I mean, I Very think cool. I, it's still the same animated Joker. It's this. It's really dark. It's... But the Joker's oh. done through Robin, who is which Robin is it? It's hold on, hold on. Yeah, but Tim Drake. No, 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 it's that's not Tim Drake. Not that's Tim Drake. Uh, Nightwing. It's not. It's not a big deal. But basically, it's another iteration of the animated one. I mean, it's basically the same guy, but it's a cool origin story to it. Now, it's getting, definitely Tim Drake. Nah, maybe it could be. That's who they call it as, Tim Drake. All right, then you're probably right. Um, but then moving on to obviously the most famous one of them all is Heath Ledger's performance the in the, the Dark Knight. The legend. Now this one is is I, a. 
You guys no should one all like, watch this film. Well, every I think most people have. <laughs> I don't think you can get away without seeing The Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, this Joker is pretty smart. He's goal, his goal is to mess with Batman. Uh, he, he has scars. He, all he wants is chaos. And the thing about this one is cool because this one doesn't have an origin story. He keeps... One of the coolest things about him is he keeps telling people different ways he got scars and different origin stories, like, and not all of them are different. Oh, also I think we should hit on, which I think we forgot about, is in Batman 89, the Joker's face paint is actually there. Yeah, it's like, because the acid caused yeah, his face so to whiten. turned to whiten, but in the Heath Ledger and the Joker by Joaquin Phoenix, his are, I mean, the other ones we really don't know, but yeah. theirs are all painted on. Yeah. They actually have, like... I mean, okay, in the Heath Ledger's, he has scars on his face, but besides that, they have a normal face. Yeah, and Heath, Heath Ledger's performance, now this is a PG-13, it is still super dark. Like, they could have made this an R. It is really a mask. He's the master at this, I really think so. I mean, the way he just portrays him, just, just chaos. Like, there's a scene in it, which we all know and love, is where he just lights all this money on fire, and he says, all you guys care about is money. I just want chaos. Like, and honestly, the opening scene of Dark Knight is one of the, my favorite scenes in any movie, especially opening scenes. Yeah, I would like with to the bank know robbery and how he plans that. it out so perfectly, where they all basically kill each other, and so he gets away scot free with all the money and no one to tell who did it or anything. And you can tell perfect. me the first time watching that movie that any of you guys saw that coming. Yeah, there's no way. It was so good. And, I mean, I think Heath Ledger plays him perfectly because he's, like, he's everything you know about the Joker, and he plays him to a T. He's, like, he's still, like, there's still moments where you laugh just because of the way Joker interacts with people and stuff. But he's just truly insane. Another great scene is when at uh, the funeral, you know, and he's part of the honor guard, and they shoot. I mean, this he's crazy. It's very All well he wants done. is chaos. And he's evil, and that's what he wants. He wants mankind to see their evilness, like kind of we hit on before. And obviously, we've all kind of seen Heath Ledger in this role, and he won the Oscar for it. Now, he might have won the Oscar for it because he also died before the Oscars. It was a tribute, and that played a big part into it. But still, I think he does phenomenal in it and deserved to at least be nominated for 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 his role in this movie. Yeah, uh, what is it, Best Supporting Actor, I believe is what he won, right? No, Best uh, I think it's supporting. Yeah, actor. that makes sense. I, mean, I don't think he would have won best. I mean, because he's not the main actor. Yeah, uh, but I yeah, mean, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Yeah. So, I mean, he deserved it. Um, then again, you got now back to the Joaquin Phoenix this is the newest portrayal of him. Now, as we've kind of hit on before, Joaquin Phoenix, he's weak and stuff, and he's just kind of mentally not there. But he's still very creepy and daunting and stuff. But he just doesn't hold that super villain hold that these other ones do. Because all these other ones should... are smart and have IQ. Oh, yeah. I think we skipped one. We skipped Suicide Squad. Like which we're not going to talk. We're not even going to talk about anything in the film except for Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker. Portrayal. Now, obviously, he does it way different than any of the ones we've talked about. This one, he's more of like a mob boss. All he cares about is money. Yeah, Seth and I have a disagreement opposite. on this one. So I don't think he actually portrayed him that bad because there's a different Joker. I think everything around this movie and him absolutely suck. Like, basically, you had Heath Ledger come okay. out here. No it, one's saying this movie. No, no, good. no. But what I'm saying is, you had Heath Ledger come out here. And he does this great performance, right? So 
the next iteration of Joker has to be on par, if not better. So the way they just hyped up him, they're like, oh, he sent I dead, agree. he sent dead, he's a method actor, he sent dead rats to people. I'm like, I don't care, like, I don't care. That doesn't make him any creepier. Make a good Joker and I'll be happy. I think they definitely blew him out of proportion. It's almost like having a really good trailer. And, but that's the whole movie. Like, you don't have to watch the movie because the trailer is the movie. I think Jared Leto can is a can be a good actor. I just don't think he's a good portrayal of Joker. I think he's just two problems with the film. Oh, uh, uh, Joker. Joker. Oh, yeah. Joker. <laughs> two. Joker side. Um, one, th- I heard they left out a ton of stuff on Jared Leto. So, like, you... Yeah, I just don't... I, I don't know if you got the I don't like the. I don't like his laugh. I'm not saying he did good. Uh, I'm not... Okay. I, I'm not... Take it's just back. a weird portrayal. I'm of not him. saying, I'm not saying the movie's good in any way. I'm not saying him being in the movie makes it okay, really any better. I'm just but saying, I'm saying I don't like his portrayal. But I'm saying I'm not. I'm saying it's different. It's not better than Heath Ledger. And I think they did the right. I think they did the right move. I think by them putting him in it and going as far away from Heath Ledger as possible, that's the smartest move they could do because Heath Ledger was. Such a good actor. Yeah, I I just think his performance in it is nothing to write home about because it's basically just Jared Leto sitting there, and he does like this not good. If you okay, if you ever see Mr. Nobody, it's the same exact laugh as the old man is in Mr. Nobody, which he acts in, and it's just he's just a mob boss and he's like a little crazy. And it's just as weird, and he's all tatted up, and it doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to me as the Joker, as these other ones did. And I mean, I guess the only thing we can basically do now is. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying. I'm I just saying they strayed. I'm I mean, saying they strayed away from uh, Heath Ledger's Joker as far as they could, which was the smartest move they could do because they knew he blew it out of the park. Yeah, but he didn't. He's basically the same. They're trying to go for this crazy. Yeah, but he's different. He he loves money. He's a mob boss. What I'm saying is, compare Joaquin Phoenix's to Heath Ledger. They're different, right? Yeah, but they're pretty similar. No, they're really not. I mean, they are. They are because they're both the Joker. But Jared Leto's is a lot closer to the what he was going for to Heath Ledger's than uh, Joaquin Phoenix's is to Heath Ledger's. Sure. Okay, so I think now, is that all of them? That's all of them, so... Okay, well, I think we should first categorize what Jokers... Are we going to say the animated Jokers are the same? Uh, yeah, like I'm beyond. just saying all, I, I all the animated... I Beyond out. Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying, it's just animated. Okay, so... Best to worst. I mean, sure, we should probably start worst to best. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, who would you say is the worst? Well, how many do we got? We got six. Six. Okay, number six for me is Jared Leto. I mean, it, it's a tough call, but I, I would have to agree with you. I th- okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm happy you agree with me, but you just support him for uh, five minutes. <laughs> I don't think he played it bad. I just don't think he's better than any of the other ones. And then, uh, fine. My number five is uh, Cesar Romero's portrayal of him. It's not, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not great, but it's still it's still kind of funny. I was gonna it's fun put, to watch. And I was going to put him below uh, yeah. Jared Leno. The only reason I didn't is because, I mean... He's still iconic. And, he, and like, Jared Leno, like, he was a joker for, like, 30 seconds. 
Well, there's. I think he still <laughs> potentially could be in the Batman movie. Like, there's a Batman movie coming out, and he could potentially. And he be plays in, it. in a movie that got a forty meta score, and so. <laughs> I mean, that definitely puts yeah. a damper on what's it. What's your What's your number three? Oh, this would. Uh, this is a tough one because I think. No wait, you just skipped one. Uh, six, five, four. Okay, four. what's your four? My bad. Can you even count? No, not really. So, anyways, my four. I definitely think this is a tough one. Because the animated series does it really well, but I'd think I'd have to go with the animated series. Uh, I go uh, Jack Nicholson in this one, and I genuinely love the animated series. I think that just uh, growing up with the animated series and see that being my really my first exposure to Joker kind of set my ways and what I like him to be, and I think especially with with the animated is good. Batman Mask Phantasm is one of my favorite movies. But I think the Killing Joke makes him even more haunting, creepy, yes, and I, I more agree. serious in a way that I think that knocks it up to number three portrayal. It's Mark def- Hamill's portrayal of him. It's definitely. I mean, like I said, the Killing Joke is probably my favorite animated. I will DC say movie. though. I will say though. If I know this is off topic, the ending of its of the Killing Joke to me is a little weak. At least from what I'd I agree, remember. but. Well, it ends on a joke. I know. I just, I just that whole ending sequence. And the, the joke is, the joke is funny. I'm just saying, like the whole ending scene, this kind of feels lacklustered, just to me. But I still think it's a really good movie. Yeah, um, I would say the '89 Batman, so Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I actually really like. So I watched it many years ago, and then I just yeah, recently just watched re-watched it. it. Yeah, and like. I actually genuinely really liked that Joker. Yeah, I still like it. I'm just saying I think that, for me, the anime is number three. That's my number three. Now, the only difference I'd say between the 89 and, like, the Dark Knight is he doesn't really get in a lot of hand fights well, he's, with Batman. Yeah, he's more of a criminal mastermind leader. Like, he's still a mob boss. He's yeah. more of the mob boss approach, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, I just... um. I like him, but I just the animated to me just always has stood out. But um, that leads us, I guess, into so I guess we switched just on flipped them. Yeah, what's your uh, number two? You want to do number one or number two? <laughs> no, just do number two because I think we'll have one. the same exact one. All right, what's yours? I put uh, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix as number two. I agree. Walking out of the theater, it's, it was good. Okay. It was a great movie. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. I'm not yeah. saying it was bad anyway. I'm not saying his portrayal was bad. I his acting was phenomenal. Yeah. I just from going off of kind of what Caleb said about you growing up on the animated series, which yeah. I did too. I'm used to that kind of a portrayal. Yeah, and they're they're different portrayals. I agree, and it's just like you said, I think Keith Ledger Keith, did that yeah, more. Keith, Keith Ledger, Ledger did that more. Yeah, and just also the fact of. Walking out of the theater, I thought they're pretty much tied, right? And then so I said, why don't yeah. why don't we rewatch the Dark Knight? We watched it, and I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking. And, and not Heath Ledger's portrayal of Joker is so phenomenal, and it's creepy for a PG-13. Oh, super dark for this for PG-13, and he's legitimately creepy, and he's just so smart and cunning and still funny. His like, jokes are hilarious. So it's like he's so perfect. Well, he's so could, perfect. I mean, just like what you're saying, you can take so many different aspects to the Heath Ledger. Like, I feel like the Joaquin Phoenix, there's pretty much one aspect, very yeah. dark. Yeah. The Heath Ledger, 
first time you watch it, it's going to be really dark. Second time you watch it, it's going to be like really like smart, kind of cunning. Yeah. Kind of like that. And then about the third time you watch it, it's going to be pretty funny because you, you start picking up on his jokes. Yeah, just his actually, facial expressions oh, yeah. and everything. It's oh, he's so licking great. his lips. is yeah. so creepy, but it's also funny because he's, like, laughing. And... Yeah, I agree. Um, So, basically, I mean, that, that sums up our uh, Joker Fest podcast. Uh, this Heath Ledger, number one, baby. Heath Ledger, still number one. Yeah. But uh, I'd definitely still say go see Joker. I think it's a really good movie to watch. For sure, recommend it. Super dark, but... um. Hey, you know, go see it. Um, you want to get into our next so, segment? Yeah, this next week, um, basically Gemini Man has come out, and uh, I have no desire to go see a boring two-hour movie and pay $10 to I mean, go see it. there's two others, but they're not even name-worthy. The only reason we're naming Gemini <laughs> Man is because there's a famous actor. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like anyone else is really going to see this movie. But anyway, so what we decided, I said, let's review movies that we know people are into right now and well, have seen. It all started with Tall Girl came out. Oh, that's that true. Like I wanted hype. to I put that in the podcast about two weeks ago because I saw it and I needed to talk about this movie. And I, I, needed I think to talk we're going to have movie. a really interesting movie because we're going to do like popular and I think we can all agree Netflix movies aren't the best. I think they make Netflix originals. I think they're very hit or miss. I think they either make really good content or really bad. I content. think they're decent blockbusters. So they, decent. Like, yeah, I'm saying, not saying for me. I'm saying yeah. for girls. They're well, decent content. so basically they've had. I they don't release streaming numbers because Netflix is dumb like that. But um, well, it's smart of them. But dumb for us. But I would believe these movies are super big Netflix originals that a ton of people have seen, and that we can hate on a little bit. I think will be fun. And so, they're all kind of recent, so you should. They're within the last year or two. In your mind. Yeah. yeah, two 2018s and one 2019. So basically, said so go down the list of the movies we're reviewing. Yeah, so we week. got uh, to all the boys I've loved, starring what's her name? It doesn't matter. Noah Centino's okay. in it. Anything with Noah Centino, we're putting on the list. The kissing booth, which I think. It wasn't more hype than Tall Girl in the next one. I don't know, man. This movie, I every girl between the age of that's true. ten to thirty, I've seen that and movie. And then you got the Tall Girl, oh and then you got Murder Mystery. And we threw Murder Mystery in there because I guess this movie, like Netflix, released the numbers for it just out of the blue, and this movie was like seen by like more people than like any other movie this year. And <laughs> I mean, well, except for that one dude that watched the B movie, like. 800 times <laughs> None a of year. Us. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, so many people have seen this movie, and it's Adam... Adam Sandler can definitely be a good actor. He can be a good actor, but he also just no. doesn't give an F, and just Adam acts... Sandler. No, he... Punch Truck Love, this new movie, Uncut Gems, he can be a good actor, but then he's just like, I'm just gonna make these funny movies with my buddies that are gonna suck. But there's a point where you take so many bad roles that you automatically categorize as a bad actor. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. So, I'm just saying, Adam Sandler has the potential no, to be a good actor. I mean, like, all in all, this is the only movie I, like, I'm a little bit, like, a little bit excited for. And the reason being is because Jennifer Anderson's in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can walk away and think that movie's hilarious. But no. I th- and I think you guys are taking this all proportion. Realistically, we're not rating these because they're good movies. The only reason we're doing them is because they're popular, and we think they're gonna be pretty funny to watch. I see Tall Girl, reviews. and I know it is the cringiest movie I've seen in a while. So yeah, we we'll see how this goes. I think it'll be interesting. All right, guys, uh, that's it. We took a film class. We did, yeah. All right, see you later. Bye.